opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everybody. Happy September 11th. It's a special day today. For lots of reasons. <laughs> um, this is Haley, and I'm so glad that you guys are here with me today. I've, I see some, some familiar names, and so thank you. That always gives me a, a sense of comfort that you've decided to come back. Something I'm saying is resonating with you, and that's why I keep coming back in, in those hopes. So thank you for being here, um, old friends and new friends. And um, before we get started on today's topic, um, it's kind of... Um, <laughs> coincidental but ironic that today we'll be talking about this topic because um, today is September 11th and I just want to recognize and honor those people who um, lost their lives and lost family members um, on this day um, as a result of those horrible um, traumatic experiences that happened. Um, so thinking of those people today and lifting them up in prayer for sure. Um, and also September is um, National Suicide Prevention or Suicide Awareness Month. And so that wasn't planned on my part when I wanted to do this topic today. I'll tell you in a second why I chose this topic. Um, it was purely for selfish reasons. I'll just admit that. And the other two things just happened to fall in line <laughs> with the date. So um, I'm a true believer that um, what's meant for me won't miss me, that I'm always where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there, as painful and as hard as that might be sometimes. And so um, I don't think it's by mistake that we're going to cover this topic today when, um, when it's National Suicide Awareness Month and September 11th. Um, boy, <clears throat> let me take a deep breath for just a second because that's what we do when we're feeling stuck before we begin because it's going to be one of those calls and I'm going to try and hold it together, um, especially since we're streamed and in Clubhouse and probably podcast later on. Um, anyone who knows me knows that um, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, it's not something that I've always been really good at. It's not something that's always very comfortable. Um, I kind of was a, a bit of a, a tough gal in high school and um, was hanging around with a lot of the wrong people, um, doing a lot of the wrong things that worried my sweet, sweet parents. <laughs> um, and then everything came crashing down. And um, it in ninth grade, I was really struggling and decided that just ending everything would be best for me, best for my family, best for the people around me, because I was hurting myself and I was hurting them. And I just couldn't seem to find a way out. And um, that seemed like it would just make everyone's lives better. And so that's when my story and my journey of depression really started. And um, it has been a journey. So that was in ninth grade, and I just turned 49 this summer. And if I sat here talking to you guys, pretending that life every day is a bed of roses, um, if I ever come on here and you look at my life and you think that 
Haley has it all together. She has these oils. She's always so bubbly. Um, then shame on me for ever giving you that impression because that's not who I am. Most days I'm a, a hot mess and doing the best I can with it. Do I have a beautiful life? Absolutely. I do have a beautiful life. <clears throat> First of all, I get to wake up and take a new breath every day. And that in itself is a blessing that sometimes when you're struggling, you don't appreciate because that seems like that's the worst thing. And the thing, the one thing that you didn't want, right? You went to bed hoping you wouldn't. And, and that's the reality of, of depression. Um, but it is a gift that we get to wake up and, and take a breath each day and, and, you know, and do something that um, propels us forward. And sometimes it's not getting through the day. Sometimes it's getting through the next five minutes. And so I just want you to know that I, I do not, um, while I do have an amazing life, I don't have a perfect life and I don't have a, a perfect brain <laughs> that works for me um, in the way that I, I wish it would sometimes based on so many different things. But um, so depression is is real. Let me just get to, um, because I definitely want to share some some facts with you before we get into kind of what I do and, and what... Um, what essential oils I use. And um, I chose this topic today because I have been struggling. Uh, I've been struggling since I got home from convention. Um, and, and part of that is, and for anyone who has been to convention, you will know that, um, first of all, my journey to get there was not a pretty one. <laughs> and I was ready to give up and sit on the floor. And when Cindy Hollis's sister, Carolyn, saw me in the hallway and grabbed me, I just melted and she says, girlfriend, what is going on? And I just couldn't hold it in. And and I wanted to go home. And I called my husband and I said, I, I need to come home. Can you find out when the next flight comes back? I can't do this. And uh, again, you know, we often show people what we want them to see. So many of you listening may be like, yeah, I know that about her. And many of you listening may be like, well, I never would have guessed that she would just fall apart like that. Um, and I'm both. I'm strong and amazing and phenomenal. And some days I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> and that day I was the complete opposite of, of, of all those things that I had really hoped to be and why I even wanted to attend a convention. And, um, and so I, <laughs> I just want to say that who I was when I got to convention and who I was when I left convention um, was a completely different person, but coming home was a little bit of a reality check for me because being there with all of you felt like home. It felt like family. It felt comfortable. And people, I was around people who got it. And to come home to a house full of people who don't get it at all. And when I say it, I mean blindness, who don't get it. It's not their fault, but they just don't get it. <laughs> And there was a little bit of an adjustment period for me. So is that contributing to where I've been emotionally? Maybe. Um, there's some other things too. Some of you know that my um, previous guide, Doug Farley, oof, here comes the waterworks. Um, my previous guide, Doug Farley, passed away in May. And um, it's always tough. It's always tough. Despite having a, a beautiful new guide, he's not a replacement. He's a successor. <clears throat> so... I'm not the only person, apparently, in the United States that deals with some depression from time to time, because um, in 2013, it was actually estimated that 15.7 um, million people 
between or over the ages of 18 had at least one depressive episode um, within a year. And that's actually like a 6.7% of, of United States citizens. Um, those numbers were highest in people between the ages of 26 and 49. Check. That's me. Does that mean that next year when I turn 50, <laughs> uh, it won't be as much of an issue? Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? I don't think that's how it works. Um, in children that sought help, those children between the ages of 12 and 18 that sought some help for um, some medical help for mood disorders, depression um, was the leading cause of why they said they showed up over 50% of those kiddos showed up saying that they were feeling depressed. And in 2023, that number is estimated to be 17.3 million people in the United States. That's 7.4% of people in the United States. I would guess to say that um, the pandemic definitely contributed. Like maybe many people didn't think they were struggling until that was kind of thrown at us. And, uh, and some people have had a really hard time, you know, pulling out of that. <clears throat> so it is higher. Depression is higher in, in women, 8.3% higher in women. But that doesn't mean that men don't suffer with it. That's for sure. And um, in the number of successful suicides, they're actually higher in, in males. Um, so what is depression? To make it simple, like anyone listening who's struggling with it um, knows that it's not simple. <laughs> but to make it a simple for this call, um, it comes from the late Latin word depressor and the classical um, Latin word um, deprimere which means to press down. And so depression is that, right? More Put more simply, it is that. It's a feeling of heaviness, being pressed down, feeling sad, and just simply sort of down, right? Just unable to, to pick yourself up or to, to get going. Um, and there's different states of depression. So there is a depressive episode is, is considered something that, um, like a low mood or aversion to... Um, like activity that you used to love, but that goes away over a period of time. We've all had that, I'm sure, right? I mean, I really can't imagine there's anyone who hasn't had a time or, and that can be caused from situational, it could be medication. We'll go through those causes in just a second, but I'm pretty sure that most people have experienced a depressive episode um, at some point. Um, a relapse is when um, a depressive episode occurs within six months of the last episode. Um, recurrence is when it occurs six months after the last episode, or even it can even be up to six, up to years later. And chronic is when depression um, prolongs for a two-year period or longer. And so what are the causes for some of the depression? So I know on the announcement that was put out for the community call today, one of the things that I talked about was seasonal affective disorder. And that is, um, you know, as the weather changes and the days are shorter and it's darker out. Um, and even for those of us who may only even have a little bit of light perception um, or, or none, like you, there's a feeling of just that difference in the, in the energy and the things around us when the, that weather starts to change. And it really does have um, actual neurological um, 
impacts on our brain because when we're not getting that vitamin D, it influences um, the dopamine levels for us. Um, that can then change things like appetite and it can change how we're sleeping and it can change mood. And so it, it's a real thing. That's why a lot of times doctors prescribe um, either lamps that give us that sunlight or uh, taking a higher amount of vitamin D during that time. I live in Washington state. So we, you know, people in the Northern areas get even, get even less. Um, <clears throat> and we'll talk about that a little bit more, like how actually how many people are impacted by that. And we're just going to do a little bit here of sort of facts, but we're going to talk about the oils. So, um, but it can be hormonal. It can be genetics. Um, birth control can impact um, your mood and depression. Um, psychosocial events that cause stress in your life, be it work or family, school, um, postpartum and postmenopausal impacts. Um, it definitely happens um, a lot in the elderly because they're so they're going through so much change, both their physical um, situation, their 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 bodies, um, just you know their living situation may change what they're able to do. So in the elderly, depression is a very prevalent thing. Um, it can be as a result of a traumatic experience, certain medications that you're on. Um, medical conditions like cancer and stroke and heart attack and an underactive thyroid can contribute to depression, um, substance abuse, alcohol, um, even caffeine, too much excess caffeine can definitely be a contributor. Um, that might be a problem for me because I'm a tea drinker all day long, every day. <laughs> um, and again, the, the lack of sunlight um, Half a million people in like the northern region are actually affected by that seasonal affective disorder because of that lack of sunlight. So um, nutrition too. Nutrition actually plays a part in um, our depression if you're prone to it already, especially um, if you're eating processed, a lot of processed foods and sugars. Um, some say that a keto diet is good for it. Um, I don't know. That's just some of the stuff I was reading when researching but um, our diet definitely plays a factor. Um, and I was interested in discovering that um, toxic um, toxins from mold and metals can actually play a part in depression. Um, so those are just some of the reasons that we might, um, things that contribute to depression. Um, some of the signs that we might see, and then right after this, we're going to get into some, some tips, right? Cause that's the most important part. If, if you're already feeling this, you don't need these facts, right? You're feeling it, but you definitely may have come on to get some, some suggestions and just know that I'm not a doctor. Like my, my, what makes me an expert isn't a degree. What makes me an expert is 35 plus years of feeling it and loving it. Um, on a daily basis and trying to find out what works for me. So <clears throat> um, anyway, some of the signs that you might be experiencing are insomnia, or it could be the total opposite. It could be hypersomnia, um, you know, too much, wanting to, to sleep all the time, um, cognitive um, disruptions or ability, you know, inability to concentrate or focus, feelings of hopelessness or worthlessness. That's sort of what gets me. Um, irritability or restlessness, loss of interest in things that you once loved, or, you know, you're kind of avoiding spending time with friends. Changes in your appetite, could be eating more, could be not eating at all. Um, 
persistent aches and pains. We all, you know, we've talked about on these calls in the past, how our emotional health, um, what we're dealing with shows up in our physical body. And so persistent aches or pains can be a sign that, um, especially if you know you're having some of these other symptoms as well. Um, Digestive issues, anxiety, a huge number of people um, when they're dealing with depression also deal with anxiety, Um, sexual dysfunction, and thoughts of suicide, right? Um, I do just want to sort of, this is important to me. Uh, I'll say this again before the end of the call. But if you are someone who is dealing with those thoughts of suicide, first of all, know that you're not alone. Um, That's the story that we tell ourselves when we're having those thoughts is that nobody else gets it, that nobody else cares. Nobody else may get your particular situation because that's unique to you. But those feelings of no one out there gets me or sees me or it would be there for me or would love me if they really knew just how broken I'm feeling right now. That's a lie. That's a lie that, that, you know, it's a circle. It's a loop, a thought loop that we've gotten into and it, it doesn't help us. So if you are in that spot, um, I just want to make sure that you have the number for the suicide hotline. And that is um, 800-273-8255. And I will say that number again before we end the call. Okay, so what are some steps that we can take or what are some of the things that I do to get me through these these moments? Um, I need these workmen outside to get done with the concrete work so I can get back to my healing garden. That's what I need, but it's not going to be done anytime soon. Um, This is what I did this last week. I actually sat down on my computer and if you want to if you have enough vision left that you're still able to write or you want to do it, you know, on with your slate and stylus or on a brailler. Um, I want you to think about making a list, like imagine folding a piece of paper in half and having two columns or doing two columns on your computer. And on one column on the left is time and energy takers. And the column on the right is time and energy givers. So think about and list the activities in your life that you currently, that fill up your day or fill up your week. On that left side, you're going to put the things that take and suck out your energy, that leave your cup feeling empty and your energy depleted. On that right side, you're going to fill it with what gives you energy, what gives you life, what gives you hope, what are the things that make you smile. So make those lists. And then um, what I want you to do is reflect on these couple of questions as you're doing it. What one thing might I be able to shift or get rid of from those energy takers in order to free up more time for me to do something that I enjoy? If that list of energy takers is way longer than energy givers, not not a good thing. Um, and these things don't have to be permanent. So like, let's say, I'm just going to use this as an example. I'm not, I don't want Cindy calling me after this, after this discussion. But let's say you're feeling like, oh, Hosting community calls is really getting to be an energy taker for me. I just, it's not what it was when I started, right? Maybe just, it doesn't need to be a permanent thing. Maybe it just needs to be a temporary thing of taking a break and taking that off your list and filling that spot um, with something that, you know, gives you that energy back or not filling that spot at all. That's the reality too, right? Is that sometimes I feel like depression can go either way. It can go that 
we isolate and we don't want to do anything or we fill up our lives so full that we don't have to think about how we're feeling and we're just stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. I think I can sort of teeter-totter between the two if I'm honest with you, but um, each of you knows what what your go-to is. Um, Like I said, what is one thing you could add to that list that gives you energy? And it gives you a chance to set new intentions. Fall for me is very much a time of sort of um, slowing down a little bit. Summer can feel so busy, so full of my kids are home and my daughter wants to be run here and there. And can we do this? And can we have a house full of kids? And, you know, we're out in the garden and we're doing so much stuff and it's go, go, go from vacation to trip to whatever. And so fall to me is a chance to slow down and be much more intentional with my time because life in general is slowing down a little bit. There's not as much to do. The weather's sort of changing. Um, and so um, making this list and it, it just helps you to live each day with a, a little bit more of intention versus just surviving each day. Um, before we go into the essential oils, I found a really cool um study on, um, it was 58 um, hospice patients were given um, a hand massage each day. And this hand massage included um, three different essential oils. It included um, a carrier oil of sweet almond oil to dilute it because it was going to be applied to their skin. And then it included bergamot, frankincense, and lavender. And each day, this, these hospice patients received a hand massage. Every single one of them um, reported a decrease in their pain and their level of depression. So um, they essential oils can help. Now, I'm not telling any of you to stop your medication. I'm not suggesting that essential oils are the end all to be all. They're, they're not, right? If they were, I've been using them for eight plus years, if they were the answer to everything, I would be happy, happy all the time. (laughs) I would be Pollyanna, (laughs) would be running around smiling all of the time, turning that frown upside down. And I can tell you that's not me some days. So I, these essential oils that we're about to go through, they are a tool in your toolbox, just like any time that I talk about the oils on, on our calls. They are a tool in your toolbox, something to um, supplement. Does it mean at some point that potentially with, with you know, counseling and talking and, and using the oils that maybe you could lower medications over time? Maybe, right? Everyone's different. But I'm certainly not suggesting that um, to stop your medication today and go grab your bottle of bergamot. Um, that's not at all what I'm saying. Okay, so let's talk about, and I mentioned bergamot or bergamot, depending on how you pronounce it. That is the number one oil, no matter what I looked up, no matter who I talked to, no matter what people I reached out for testimonials on um, that are dealing with depression or mood disorders, the, the first one that all of them told me and all of the material that I read was bergamot. Um, it is, in the doTERRA world anyway, it is known as the antidepressant of essential oils um, because it is a great stimulant um, and it can create a feeling of um, like um, of joy, of freshness, and it actually does 
um, improve the circulation of your blood, which may be what contributes to those feelings of freshness and, and renewed energy and, and joy. Um, it also works really good for anxiety, natural remedy for anxiety. Um, I, I have this really fabulous book that I, I like to refer to. We often think of essential oils as um, the physical benefits that they can provide. Like um, we think of lavender as putting it on a, onto a, a bug bite or a bee sting and it soothes it. Or we think of tea tree as in dealing with like, say, athlete's foot or a fungal issue or something like that. We often think of essential oils as, as the physical benefits. But for me, as much as I love those and they do help with migraines and they do help with upset tummy and, and all of that stuff, for me, the, the biggest thing that I get out of my essential oils are what it does for my emotions. Um, so bergamot in the book that I love to refer to as the essential oil for emotions book, um, it, it goes through like what different emotions each oil um, addresses, what, what um, emotions it heightens or improves on and in different ways to use it. And so for bergamot, um, bergamot is the oil that helps support self-acceptance and self-love. So as I'm going through these, think about yourself. Think about those, those negative, not helpful conversations that you have with yourself that can may contribute to why you're feeling a bit blue or depressed. And, and see if this speaks to you. If it does, I, I have a little um, offering at the end. So, so, so pay attention to the oil itself. Um, it actually helps to decrease blood pressure and pulse rate, which then helps people to relax. So that is one of the physical benefits of bergamot. It cleanses stagnant feelings. Are those negative loops going around in your head? Do you keep coming back to the same nasty conversation that leaves you feeling not cared for? Um, relieves feelings of despair. Helps a person to see life with more optimism. It moves actual energy. Like if you're familiar with chi in our bodies, that's like the energy that flows through our body, like that yin and that yang of things. Um, bergamot is one of those oils that helps to move like that stagnant energy that's within our body that might be stuck somewhere and helps you to have a new sense of hope. Um, helps you to let go of self-judgment and to love yourself unconditionally. Those are some of the things that bergamot is good for. It's very, um, oh, I don't even know. It's citrusy, but um, kind of a punchy, um, spicy sort of citrus to it when I smell it. Um, it's a little uh, similar to orange um, in, that, in that same family. It's definitely a citrus oil. And citrus oils are great for uplifting our mood and our energy levels and just helping us to cleanse. Like even when we use citrus oils, in our house in cleaning products. Usually it's to cleanse and cut through grease and cut through things that are um, clogging up, you know, clogging up, um, you know, our counters, but also emotionally, the citrus oils are great for clearing out things that are clogging up our thoughts or clogging up our mind. Um, some of the ways that you can use bergamot is um, to dilute it with a carrier oil and apply it over your heart. 
You can put a couple drops in your hand and then rub your hands together and cup your hands over your nose and mouth and take in some deep breaths. Um, you can just inhale it straight from the bottle, actually, if that's easier. Um, bergamot is actually Earl Grey tea. <laughs> so um, you could also make yourself a cup of tea and put a couple or, you know, a drop of bergamot in that um, if you wanted to try that that way as well. So, or diffusing it in your house, just in a diffuser or making up a, a linen spray or room spray. Um, there's lots of ways that you can actually diffuse these oils in your house um, and get that fragrance going throughout the day, even if you don't have like a water-based diffuser that I often talk about. Um, lavender is another oil um, and it's been law, it's been used for years and years, decades and decades um, to help deal with depression because it helps someone to um, stop those racing thoughts, help your central nervous system and everything in your body to sort of calm down. So um, it's great for um, postpartum women that deal with postpartum. Lavender is a great um, oil to use for that. Also for people dealing with PTSD, um, in a study that was done with people dealing with PTSD, 32% um, of the people who um, actually use lavender reported feeling less stressed, um, getting a better night's sleep, and um, just seeing those overall feelings um, of depression sort of lessen. Um, and am I saying that they're going to make them completely go away? No, right? But when you're in the thick of it, any help is help. If you're about to call that 800 number, I mean, anything is better than nothing, right? Um, lavender also helps to aid in verbal expression. So it helps you Haley, to ask. Yes. I just want to let you know we are at the bottom of the hour and you I, do have one hand raised. So I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. And my person with their hand raised, let me just finish lavender and then we will, um, we'll open up for some questions before I go into some other, some other oils. Um, so again, it helps with, it aids in verbal expression. So asking for what you need. It helps to calm the insecurities that you might feel about expressing, expressing your feelings. It helps to battle feelings of I'm unlovable, I'm unimportant, I'm not heard. Encourages emotional honesty. I mean, like I said earlier, sometimes we show what we want the world to see. And when we're interacting with each other, uh, we, we forget that, um, that n no one's perfect. Um, that uh, when someone reacts to us in a certain way or says something to us that's unkind, um, really at the end of the day, it's not about us most of the time. It's usually something they're dealing with, but when they only show us what they want us to see, we, we may have already, they may be painting the picture of a perfect life um, because of their fear of, of not feeling seen or heard or wanted or accepted if, if they speak their truth. And so lavender is a great oil for helping you to speak your truth. Um, it helps you to be honest with your feelings in order to gain that, that feeling of being liberated and, and seen. Uh, and so because of that, one way that you can use lavender is to dilute it. Um, it's a pretty, um, versatile, um, harmless oil, like of all the oils. I mean, it's even really great for babies. So um, would I dilute it? I probably 
wouldn't because it's me. Um, you can buy it in the touch blend, which is already diluted. Um, if that's something that's easier, or you could put one or two drops with a little, like um, a tablespoon or so of, of a carrier oil, like olive oil or avocado, fractionated coconut oil. But because lavender is great for um, helping you to, with verbal expression, um, applying it over your throat is a, is a great um, way to use lavender, especially if you're about to have that conversation with someone where you ask for what you need. Um, diffuse it again in your diffuser or, or putting a drop on your pillow or even if you know you want it with you throughout the day putting a drop like on your collar or um, on your wrists or somewhere that you can easily smell it behind your ears um, you can also use lavender internally so you could put a couple drops in an eight ounce glass of water you could take it in a soft gel. Um, you could put it in a cup of tea or you could put it directly under your tongue. This is not one that I have actually done this with. I, I do it every day with frankincense um, and copaiba. I put them directly under my tongue. I've done it with cinnamon and peppermint, which are a little spicy, but I haven't done it with lavender. I don't know how I'd feel about that as much as I love the taste, but just know that if that's going to be your modality or the way that you're going to use lavender, because it's easy to feel when it, you know, when it hits the your mouth, um, it is safe. doTERRAs, I'm speaking of doTERRAs, everyone, when I talk about these oils and how to use them and and which ones are safe for internal use. I'm talking about doTERRA only because that's what I know. Um, and I know the purity and I know that, um, that when I tell you, you can use lavender internally, that it's safe to do so. Okay, before I go on to like one of my favorites, um, I'm gonna see who we have with their hand raised in, in either All Zoom right. or Clubhouse. It's, uh, well, in Zoom, it's Linda Yaks. Go ahead, Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, Neely. I just, um, I have a, I was going to ask about the internal use, and then <clears throat> I do put um, lavender in my uh, nighttime diffuser, and I'm wondering, is it okay to use that around dogs? It is. Yeah, it absolutely is. So um, I use, I use a lot of oils with my guide dog oh. and my pet dog. I mean, I actually use even lavender topically on them. Um, not just straight, it's really important to dilute, but when you're talking uh -huh. about diffusing essential oils in your home, you don't, I love like a super strong, like I like it. I want to smell it if I'm putting it in my diffuser. Right. And sometimes I have to like remind myself to scale back. So in a diffuser, they usually say like four to six drops of essential oil in a diffuser. Uh, more importantly than that, it's that if you're going to do it in a room, um, where your animals are that the doors are left open so that if it's too much for them that they are able they to leave. leave right okay. and then just you know monitor like if they start like coughing or if you notice that they're scratching I mean pay attention to their behavior because right. they will let you know if it's something that they don't like um, I actually and you'll also know the oils that your dogs or cats or animals do like because the other day I made up a a stock blend for a sleep and stress class that I'm doing that later this month. And it was orange, lavender, Roman chamomile and vanilla. And I put a drop of each mm -hmm. in my hand to see just what it smelled like before I decided on it. And both of my dogs just would not leave me alone. Uh -huh. <laughs> so they'll also let you know what they like. So pay attention to their behavior, make sure that it's not, you know, start small with the amounts 
um, monitor mm -hmm. them and you can always add more and then just, yeah, make sure that if it's in a, you know, it's in a space that they can get out of and leave if, if it's, you know, something that's not comforting to them. And I want to talk about suicide for a minute. Yes, please. My grandson killed himself almost two years ago. And I'm I just sorry. have learned so many things that I can share. First of all, if you have friends or family that have done that, my heart just goes out to you because it is really a slam against family. Mm -hmm. And I want to also say to those who love those people, asking why is not helpful. And um, listening is really the most helpful thing you can do. You just be there and love on them and let them talk about that person let them talk about their feelings and not be judgmental. Mm. And, you know, none of us intend to hurt somebody by the things that we say. But sometimes when you have a loss like that, things that we say, things that others can say can be, can be hurtful. So right. um, to those of you who have gone through this, I just, I'm so sad for you. And I know that um, I read someplace that this is something you'll never get over, but you will get through it. So hang in there. And then about depression, if you are depressed, get help. Um, we could not talk my grandson into getting help. And that was, um, you can't tell a 19 year old kid what to do. So. Sure. Those are just my words of wisdom. And I appreciate you allowing me to share them. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And, yeah, I had a cousin who um, took his own life, and I found out um, two weeks ago that my best friend in high school, her daughter, recently took her own life. And and like I said, I I, I attempted in ninth grade, but um, it wasn't my last. It wasn't my last um, bout with that. It probably won't be my last um, with those feelings, if I'm honest. And and it's true what Linda says. Just please, um, please reach out because people do do care. I think that sometimes. We get um, we get stuck in this feeling of um, <laughs> I I'm just, like I said I wear my heart on my sleeve. I had a conversation with my husband last week because he's like I I want Haley back. I see her struggling. I don't know what to do. I'm trying, and my conversation with him is that you're loving me the way that you want to be loved, but you're not loving me the way that I need to be loved. And, and know that when I say that, that, that doesn't mean that I'm ungrateful. That's sort of how it sounds when I say it out loud to myself. I'm not ungrateful. I'm so happy that you had never give up on me, that you're always here. Um, you know, we're, we are a little bit of a different situation in our house because I feel like me dealing with his MS is part of what contributes to my feelings. And so how do you then talk to the person who has that other disability about um, the fact that that's contributing to how you're feeling? It's tough. It's tough. Maybe I should get onto the caregiver's call. <laughs> so, but it's, um, you know, really listening to people. Um, I think that's the best thing that we can do. Um a lot of times when someone is talking to us, they're telling us they need help or they're telling us that they're feeling a little lost, but we're already formulating in our minds what we want to say in return. So in that sense, we've kind of stopped listening already because what we've wanted to say has become more of a focus in our mind than actually stopping and listening to the person. And so I would just say, listen, and, and 
see or ask that person, you know, what is, what is your love language? Do you feel seen and heard and loved when I spend quality time with you and we go get a coffee and have lunch together? You know, just, is it my hugs? Like when you know that I'm coming and I hug you, is that something you look forward to? When you think of me, you know, grandma or aunt Linda or whoever, right? When you think of me, do you think, oh, she gives the best hugs? Like what is that person's love language? And then just do the best that you can to love them in the language that fills them up, not the one that it's probably going to be different than the one that fills you up. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, but I appreciate you, Linda, and um, be lifting that up in prayer because two years really isn't that long. And like you said, you, you, um, life goes on, but it's not the same, right? It's not the same. So I will continue to, um, or I will definitely be lifting that up in prayer. Any other hands? We do. Um, we have two more here and I'm assuming that Brad will pop in and let me know if anyone is in clubhouse and I have not heard from him. So, um, Stephanie and after Stephanie will be Melissa. Okay. Hey, Stephanie. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Okay, not good. Hi. Let's be honest on this call. I'm not doing so good, but thank you for uh, asking. And how are you? Okay, I've been dealing with I've been dealing with, with the depression myself. I've uh, I've been I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, dealing with high hernia. It's uh, like mm. me, I get depressed when I can't really go any can't go very many places. Gotcha. It's like ruined my life too. Yeah, it definitely that can contribute to a feeling of loneliness, right? When you're sort of yeah, it's like yeah. how do you? It's like what central oils help with depression? Is there any particular ones that? Yeah, for sure. So the so the bergamot is the first one we talked of. That would be my first go to. Um, stay tuned, Stephanie. I'm definitely hearing what you're saying, and I'm not discounting it or invalidating or trying to rush you along. But stay stay on here because I'm going to share a couple more. And then I have um, an offer for anyone listening who wants to reach out to me. Um, so, so stay with me and I'll give you some more information. I appreciate your honesty and I appreciate you being here. Okay, next we have Melissa and then Brad does have his hand up. So, okay, must be someone in Clubhouse. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Hey, my good friend. Hi, beautiful. I normally don't come on this call, but I had to today because when I saw the description, I was like, okay, I need to be here. Um, um, and I just truly want to say um, for people that don't know Haley because she's in my state, I'm going to brag about my own state. Um, she really, you know, even though she's gone through all these hard times and depression and all these things, she's still an inspiration to me and to so many others. And I just, I just love you for that. And you've just overcome so many things. But I want to just comment and just say that um, I remember when COVID started and when a lot of us were furloughed from our jobs, and that included me and included my roommate, William, um, we had a lady that would, that was, that, that called all the people that were um, let go for a while. Mm -hmm. And they were just calling us to check on us every week. Um, and I remember one of the questions that she asked us was, you know, how are you doing in your home environment? Because that was when when domestic violence was starting to break in um, more and more and depression was sure. starting to happen. So I just I love the fact that someone did call us and just asked us how we were all doing. Mm -hmm. That really made a big, big difference um, and how many workplaces actually do that. 
Um, <laughs> but my question is, um, you mentioned something about that lavender, which by the way, that is what I ask massage therapists to use whenever mm-hmm. I go get a massage. That's like the best thing ever. Um, but you said that it helps your vocal ability. And um, I, as you know, I'm a singer and a public speaker. Um, so can you just explain a little bit more about that and like, you know, putting it on your throat? Like, what does that do for you vocally as in your voice? So lavender and, and spearmint is the other one that are great for, um, it's it's more from a, um, it's more from a, an emotional standpoint when it comes to like, you know, talking about depression, but, but also lavender in general is relaxing to the whole body. So if there's any sort of pent up (laughs) tension that will affect either emotionally you expressing yourself or you expressing yourself um, in a, in a vocal sort of singing um, aspect of things, or sometimes it's just nerves, right? Sometimes it's calming your nerves. Like, okay, I'm going to be honest. I use lavender and, and Roman chamomile before I came onto this call. Um, ah. because I, I can get like that scratchiness in me. like, listen to your bodies, feel your, if we all stopped when we were feeling something emotional and we did like a sensory sort of body check, um, more than likely you would feel, um, oh my gosh, my telephone, sorry. You would definitely probably feel it somewhere. Um, for me, that's most often in my throat. Um, and the reason for that is because I know that I'm going to need to express myself and I know that that's going to be something that I'm going to struggle with. So that's when I um, apply that lavender. So uh-huh. yeah, just try. I mean, let's just do an experiment. Just try and let me know. But it's good for the central nervous system in general, whether it's tension as it, from an emotional standpoint and that stagnant stuck sort of loop or whether it's from just relaxing all of like the physical parts of our body that allow us to have a beautiful voice and sing. Um, yeah. Let's next, next time before you sing, let, we'll try it. Are you going to perform at the talent show? Um, no. Oh girl. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, 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 I've not been asked to do anything this year um, okay. as of right now, All but, right. Um, but I'm getting, well, maybe it's your chance to sing. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me well i i'm getting ready to facilitate a call next week so okay. and i want to be on my best voice to do that so okay we'll talk <laughs> i'll talk to you we'll talk before that yeah because you have my contact so yeah, i do um, all right not, friend, not thank you problem, for being but, here but thank god bless you and just thank you for being it was uh, well. i guess b- b- brave enough to share your journey that is not an easy thing to do but thank well, you for doing that thank you i appreciate you i love you i love you too all right. Uh, All right, Brad, who do we have in Clubhouse? We Gosh, have Jerry my dad on stage. calling from England. Look, Jerry, dad. Go ahead and <laughs> unmute, Jerry. Okay. Hi, Jerry. Looks like you're done talking, so we'll lower your hand in eight seconds. I know, Jerry. Hand lower. Jerry. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, yes, I can. Is. How are you? How are you today? I'm fine. Good. I just wanted to ask Haley, what did you say what the oil is for? Like, if you go to bed, I have the major problem with that looping thoughts, like not being Mm. able to shut it down. Lavender, I would say, or um, we're going to, I'm not really going to highlight sandalwood, but sandalwood is another one. And ylang ylang are the three that really come to mind for me with those looping thoughts. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I have a major problem with that. Like I can't relax yeah. enough to fall asleep if I have a conversation during the day. 
that's not always the best and yeah that keeps looping stays with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little bit more into Ylang Ylang. So listen and see if that if that resonates with you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. No problem. Okay, I'm gonna talk about my favorite. Um, well, I don't know, Bergamo might be my favorite, but um, but a very close second and one that I really love is Roman chamomile. Um, maybe you're familiar with it like in like a chamomile tea, which is definitely one way that you can um, get that chamomile into your body. Um, you can also add an additional drop of chamomile or even a drop of lavender into that chamomile. I would probably take a teaspoon of honey put a drop of lavender on it and stir it into that chamomile tea. That would be, you know, ideal for me. Um, so Roman chamomile reduces stress and promotes relaxation. It supports individuals and in, ex in um, how do I want to word it? Um, gosh, it helps an individual to discover their life's purpose. Um, you know, purpose is not defined just by like outward actions, right? It's not defined like by the job that you have or all the action things that you do within a day. To me, finding your true purpose is um, something that is, um, it's embedded in like your heart and your soul of who you are. And when you live in that true purpose of who you are, that shines outward and people see that. So it's not um, it's not dependent on on the job that you have or the title that you have. To me, purpose is like an inner an inner thing. Um, and Roman chamomile is a great way to help you discover like your inner purpose. Um, it helps a person to get rid of meaningless things in their life. So that you know, making that list of givers and takers, right? Um, applying Roman chamomile maybe while you're while you're doing that um, helps a person feel more connected to the divine helps you to remind helps to remind you to do the things that you love that bring you energy and joy and make you smile um, you can inhale it diffuse it you can again put it under your tongue or in a capsule or add it to water or tea Haley I'm yeah. so sorry to um, interrupt oh. you, but there are only 10 minutes till the top oh, of the hour. Gracious and me. we have uh, somebody else in Clubhouse. In okay, I'm going to say this one thing then. I may not get to all of the oils. Um, please do reach out to me if, if you'd like this list of oils. But this, I want, this is really important to me that I say this before I get to you, friend in Clubhouse, but I'm coming. I would like to offer to you guys to do something with me sort of moving forward for anyone who wants to. I'm going to be doing a 30 day mental health challenge and every day there will be a new action item. And it might be something as simple as put two drops of breathe in your hand, cup over your nose and mouth and take 10 deep breaths. This is your action item for today. And there'll be 30 days of these action items that help us through challenging times. And in those 30 action items, you'll probably find three or four that really speak to you more than others. That's my hope that you can then go back to in the future. And so what I would like to offer to you guys today is for anyone who wants to reach out to me 
um, blindessentials at gmail.com. For anyone who wants to reach out to me, it will be kept between you and I. Um, it won't, when I send out emails, they will be blind CC'd so other people won't know that you're on the list. Um, if you would like to participate in this 30 day mental health challenge that I'm going to be doing for myself, um, please do reach out to me because not only will we, I be sending out daily emails with your action item, but I will be sending you, um, something in the mail that contains some of these oils that I've just mentioned so that you actually have the oils on hand to try. And I would love to hear, um, you know, after the 30 days, how, if, if you notice the difference, what things spoke to you, we can have, you know, you can call me, we can do check-ins weekly if that's helpful for some of you, but please do, if you're interested, um, reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com. And we're going to do this together because that's really sometimes the only way doing depression alone. It's never successful. It's not. Um, we're meant to to do things together and help each other through things. That's the whole purpose of these, these calls, right? That's the whole purpose of community, ACB community. Um, so please do reach out to me if you're interested in that. And I want to make sure that I get to my friend in Clubhouse. Okay, who do we have, Brad? All right, uh, we have Maquea. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You should be able to unmute and join us. <coughs> Yay. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's Markia. Oh, oh hey, Markia. Okay, How are thank you? you for correcting me. Hi, you guys. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, no problem. Um, no, but I just wanted to kind of speak to the whole lavender thing and ask. Um, so, is this something that you guys do every week, or you know, this essential oils? Because I'm a massage therapist. I'm actually at work now, <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh. nice. So I do it every <laughs> other week. Um, okay. I have a Marquia, if you reach out to me, if you're interested, I have a whole document that's all about using essential oils for massage therapy and which ones are great for like fascial stuff and um, which ones are like, you may already know this. And if you do, I apologize. I'm not assuming. Um, but oh, it's no, a whole no. Document on essential oils, um, Roman chamomile and lavender together is one. Like if you know a, a patient client is dealing with depression, I would say like combining chamomile and lavender um, you know, is a great, um, gosh, Marquia, reach out to me. Cause, cause. Okay. I, well, yeah, that's fine. We use lavender here at my boutique a lot. So nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's just relaxing for so many, like I said to Melissa in so many ways, it's not just relaxing for the mind. It's, it, it just allows our body like to do a massage on someone is that's <laughs> like stiff and tense. Like I know when I use yeah. lavender, I just feel, cause I hold it in my neck and my shoulders and I just feel my shoulders sort of melt more into the table yeah. as the massage continues. Um, yeah. you know, and that's a combination of what you do and, and the oils and the benefits that they have. So. Exactly. I, I'm not, I know you were talking about the different types of lavender. I'm not exactly sure what type of lavender that we use here, but yeah, we definitely go through a lot of it here at the boutique. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, both, whether you're using, you know, when I talked about the different types a couple of weeks ago, regardless of which one you're using, they have a different, slightly different scent profile. Um, and some are more suitable for cooking and some are more suitable for perfumery type things. But they they all, they both have that high level of linalool and linalool acetate. Um, and so that's that's where why why we get the benefits from it that we do. So Oh, okay. Yeah. I like hear your the voice. tip about sure. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Um I like the tip about putting it um near the throat 
And it's actually funny you mentioned that. Um, one of <laughs> that's one of the compliments I've been getting from my clients. They're like, "You have the most pleasant voice ever." But I, I nice. never thought about putting lavender under my throat. So I, I will mm -hmm. definitely, or you know, near my throat. So I'll definitely okay. keep that in mind. Nice. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for being here. See yeah, you in a couple weeks, you. hopefully. <laughs> definitely. And I will definitely reach out to you. All right. Desi, I know we're probably at the top, right? Oh, let's see. We... Oh, hold on. We have four minutes. So Okay. Is there any, are there any other hands from you or Brad? No, I have nobody well, else in Clubhouse. Not okay. currently, but you know, as soon as I say that, there probably will be one. But um, no, as, yeah. as of right now, no. Okay, then I'm just going to cover one last oil just real quickly, and then I'll give my information again um, so that you guys have it if you want to reach out to me and, and do my 30-day challenge. Um, so um, Jerry had asked about getting rid of those negative loops or those conversations in our head. And one of my favorite for that is Ylang Ylang. Jerry, I know you're already familiar with the Ylang Ylang because of our conversation. Um, it's, it's fairly strong. It's not for everyone. Some people say it's like, especially if you have a migraine, it's not good for that. But it's my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter. It's her favorite um, essential oil of all of them. And I have hundreds in my, in my house. Um, but Ylang Ylang can have an extremely positive impact on your um, mood and acted, act as a, um, a remedy for depression. It can help reduce feelings of anger, low self-esteem, and jealousy. It has mild sedative effects, um, which lowers stress and help with sleep. Um, it helps to get rid of any negative feelings that you carry to you carried with you through your day. Um, so that, that might be a good one to incorporate, Jerry. Um, so like, just like some of the other oils, you can diffuse it, massage it. Um, ylang ylang is not one that you want to take internally. I love ylang ylang blended with, um, frankincense or blended with like a citrus oil, um, something to kind of mellow it out just a little bit. Um, and then some of the other oils that I really like for mood and depression are sandalwood, um, doTERRA's cheer blend, um, their adaptive blend, which was formulated for this reason alone, um, and their balance, which is very grounding and a lot of tree oils in balance. And I've mentioned that on other calls. So those are kind of some of the, that I use. Um, if you're interested more in what I'm doing or what I use to, to pull me through these, these dark days, um, please, again, do reach out. My email address is blindessentials at gmail.com. So B-L-I-N-D-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S -S -S at gmail.com. And, um, and I'd love to send you some of these oils to try. Um, you know, we can talk about the ways that, that um, are easiest for you to use them whether it's in a roller bottle or putting them into your hands, if you already have a diffuser and, um, and we can do this, do this together and everything will be kept very safe. Just know that um, just because I'm out here sharing my, <laughs> my stuff. Um, I really do believe there's power in our story, um, but it takes everyone a different time to get to that being comfortable with that. And I guess that's just where I'm at believing that my story can make a difference and that other people need to know that 
Um, the facade that we put on is not always what someone is dealing with inside and it's okay to, to find those few safe people or a hundred people <laughs> that are going to listen to a podcast or, or clubhouse or whatever. So um, anyway, I'm appreciative that you guys are here in November. My friend Kristen is going to come on and talk about how to put together a joy toolbox um, so if you're interested in that at all, it was pretty phenomenal class that I attended of hers and she's agreed to come on in November and talk to us about putting together a joy toolbox. Um, so come back, um, keep an eye out and um, I look forward to all seeing right. you guys in a couple of weeks. We are at the top of the hour. So thank you so much, Haley. I appreciate love your calls. I appreciate you, Desi. Brad, thank you.